Welcome back to the TNT B&B podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. We are back on one of... Our original franchises. And the reason we step back into this one is because a trailer has just dropped for the director's new movie. Which we will get into after the fact. So the next one in the Kevin Smith filmography is Tusk. Which came out in 2014. Has an IMDb of 5.3. A Metascore of 55. Rotten Tomatoes of 46% tomato meter, 36% audience. It had a budget of, well, this says $3 million, but I think when we just listened to he said the budget 2. was 2.7. Yeah. Domestically, made $1,826,705. Worldwide, $1,882,074. It was, of course, written and directed by Kevin Smith. Well, no shock here. You got the the Ridge, McMaster's, and Diet Pepsi. I mean, don't need to go in much detail. If you've listened to the past, that's all we fucking drink. Correct. Waiting for that sponsorship, McMaster's. <laughs> Anytime our fucking phones are open. Yes. So... How much of the genesis of this story do you know? How this came to be? You told me at one point, but I can't remember. So I don't remember exactly how they came across it, but they found a story kind of similar to the what he found in the bathroom, like the writing, like I've got all these stories to tell and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Except it said explicitly that you can live in my house rent-free, but you have to dress up like a walrus and act like a walrus. And it was just him and Scott Moser just kind of shooting the shit about how ridiculous this is. And If you listen to the podcast, you can almost hear it click in his head as he's talking about, like, I could, this could be a movie. Oh, okay. And they're talking like, nobody's going to make this fucking movie. Maybe I should kind of thing. And... They kind of talked about it that entire episode. That's all they talked about was this ridiculous fucking idea. And then later he decided, I'll, I'll make this movie. I want to see this movie. But if nobody else wants to see it, then I won't make it. So he put out like a Twitter poll or something like hashtag walrus. Yes, if you want this movie to be made or hashtag walrus. No, if you don't. Of course, it was all of his fans, so yeah. it got like a 95% walrus yes. Well, so. because any one of his fans are going to want to see any of his movies. Absolutely, yeah. Is. So, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was a biased poll for sure. Mm-hmm. But So that's what the groundwork was for the idea of this movie. And his wife saying, well, you put up the house, put up the house, like. Yeah. And then who was this company that gave him the money for it? It was some foreign investors, and then it apparently, I mean, A24 clearly bought the rights to it. So, 
But this was after after Red State. He said he was done directing. <laughs> yeah, like he said, I'm done. That was my last movie. I'm just gonna do podcasting and live comedy shit. Mm-hmm. So this movie kind of kicked the gears back into his creative process and making movies and shit. Because, I mean, after this, he goes right into yoga hosers. Yeah, which is then, really weird. Yeah, that. That one's a little more silly. This one, I mean, I don't know. You said you've only seen it the one time prior. What did you think of it? I, it's good. It's different. Like, it's a different base movie. Um, you know, it literally brings us into the world that we were coming in up to. Like, you want to be a, a freaking whale, they can do it. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, that's where this movie transitioned to where we are today a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to get political views, but I'm just saying, like, a little you bit. can get transferred into whatever the fuck you want. I mean, they even had the... It's just crazy that you could take this body and make it look like that. Like, for their budget, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, And I like how... Essentially, in all, most, if not all of his movies, he kind of pulls from his fucking life in itself. Yeah. Clerks working in a convenience store, chasing Amy, his whole insufficiencies and relationships. This one, the main character is a podcaster. Yeah. Which, I mean, has kind of been his bread and butter for a while now. So, he just feeds, and the, the their podcast company or name or whatever is what was it nazi not, nazi studios or something yeah. but it's not nazi it's not not n-o-t-s-e-e nazi yeah. whatever yeah it was kind of funny and not i fucking love justin long that dude's funny as fuck well he was in that one movie of his with zach and mary that's the where they first connected and then he's kind of been in every single one since outside of red state yeah but no, Justin Long is, I like him as a character. And did you recognize his partner? Yeah, he was the kid that did um, Six Sense. Yeah. yeah, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's, I'm trying to think if he shows up in any other, he's, I think he's in Reboot. Is he? I think so. He might be in Yoga Hosers, I don't quite remember. Yeah, I only seen the Yoga Hosers the one time as well. Uh, but then Justin Long's girlfriend, Genesis Rodriguez, she's in she's in Yoga Hosers for sure. I don't think she's in Reboot, but she's definitely in Yoga Hosers. Yeah, and, and that's, she's a fucking smoke show. Dude. She is, and this movie, you can take it as you will, but. You know, he's taking advantage of the relationship, so he's cheating on her. She's cheating on him, which I don't really, like I told you, like, there's a difference by sleeping with your friend's girlfriend and dating your girl's, your girlfriend, I guess. To me, like, there's two different lines crossed. Well, yeah, I mean. Because they're basically dating like he's sleeping in the same place with her like overnight like they're definitely going on dates because well he's what's her? taking him to the fucking yeah uh art gala or whatever the fuck yeah you know? 
So well, you don't find that out until later. No, but in my head, the cheater always gets the thing in the end, but she's also the cheater too, so nothing happened to her. Right, and... And it's like the ending, like, you know, I always will love you, like, bullshit. I mean, that's the thing. I don't... I don't think the infidelity was necessary for the story. Like, I always complain about that shit, but sometimes it pushes the story along. I don't think it was absolutely necessary for this movie. No, again, like we've talked about in other movies, like uh, cheating did not, like, okay, they could have left it where he didn't, she didn't cheat on him, but he cheated on her. Like, they could have been one of those. It could have been that, but I don't even think that was necessary. Like, I mean, the whole premise is that he's kind of a sleazebag. Yes. Like, their podcast is kind of making fun of people, mm-hmm. like viral videos and shit. Well, that's why he went to Canada, is to go do that guy that was mentally challenged. Well, no. He, he, I mean, he could have been, but the guy that he was going to interview made a video of him cutting off his leg trying to be Kill Bill. Okay, yeah. And so apparently they had talked to each other, and he was going to go up there and interview him for the podcast. And he gets up there, and the kid killed himself. Yeah. So he's got no nothing to do up there, no story. And that's when he finds the note in the bar bathroom. When well, you have Smith's daughter and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter, like, there. And, yeah. And then we got to talk about Johnny Depp, who ended up being part of this. Yep, he was Guy Lapointe. Which was made for freaking uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> but then he shot that right down. Which, why? I mean, weren't, weren't him and Kevin like close? Or? They, I mean, they both kind of came up in the indie scene in the 90s. They know each other. I don't know how close they are. I know they're friendly, but... Yeah, it's a big ask. It's not like Kevin asking Jason Muse to be in his movie or something. That's true. But then, like you have, um, Johnny Depp, like who waited a month to get say to watch the thing, and then waited a month to do it. I was like, man, I'm like, that's really like not trying to fulfill that character, like waiting for like. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of. I mean, I'm not in the movie world, so I don't know like how long is does it take till they they say okay, I'm not waiting any longer. But yeah, and like Kevin was saying, like I didn't want to push the push the fucking point too hard because he said he was interested. If he's interested, he seems like an honest guy, at least in my interactions with him. So yeah, well, him and his daughter's been friends. Forever. Yeah, they went to the same schools and shit. And, but yeah, so. The whole point, he goes to this guy's house, played by Michael Parks, who was in Red State. Yeah. The I can't remember exactly. The note said, like, I just have all these stories and I don't want to die alone. and well, No inclination of a walrus or anything like that. Just just some weird old you crazy guy. You can stay guy. at my place. I got stories. Yeah. Which, okay. I'm just going to say something. If I'm going into a stranger's house that I just met, I'm not going to drink or eat anything unless I see them drink or eat out of the same fucking thing as well. That's a fair point. 
or at least ask for a glass of water. You can tell if a water's tainted or not, but I don't know. Or watch them make your shit. Like, I, I just, I mean, not that I don't trust people, which I don't, but um, I also, you got this big jug of tea and you're not going to sip on any? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and Michael Parks is playing the guy. He's, I mean, in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. fal- falsely in a wheelchair, but... And he's telling them some stories, and he's got some wild fucking stories, like he was in World War Two with Ernest Hemingway or some bullshit. Yeah. The whole walrus cock that he has fucking up on his mantle and shit. And, and who the fuck just, and he, again, you don't know the people, who's just going to take that off the mantle and start jerking it <laughs> yeah. off and fucking act like you're getting squirted? Well, I mean, about. yeah, that's... I mean, that's yeah. a Kevin Smith move right there, but... I'm just saying, like, just, you're in somebody's house, like, you're not going to start acting like that unless you know them. Yeah, I mean, he's just hammering down the fact that this guy is kind of a sleazebag, mm-hmm. like, making all these crass jokes and shit. And... But, yeah, I mean, so he gets knocked out. Well, yeah, he falls off. He's like, oh, shit, and then. Wakes up in a wheelchair, basically, and um, has a blanket over his legs. He's like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. And and uh, Michael Parks is telling him, well, you got bit by a super poisonous spider. Um, I can't remember what he called it. I can't either. It's a certain spider. And but... so we had to call the doctor in, and he had to give you a... And he was right down the road. He was here within a half hour. Um, we had to do a spinal injection, and then we had to blah blah, blah amputate your legs, and yeah, that's no, what he moved completely in. nonchalantly is just saying, "Yeah, we had to do what was necessary." Oh, and then your phone fell and broke. Like. The doctor stepped on it, and it doesn't work. And he took all the phones out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what the hell? Like at that point, I'm like what? And for him. Did he leave the phone in there intentionally, or did he, like, forget, like, the phone was there? I would imagine, <coughs> I would say he forgot, because, and the battery life on that phone must be awesome. I mean, you assume he was just knocked out overnight if he charged it in the car on the way there. It should have been. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't using it or nothing. That's true. But, yeah, at that point, I think is when you go into the flashback with him and his girlfriend and his girlfriend saying, don't do this shit. Like, I miss the old you. And he's talking about how he's got all this money now and he was just a worthless dickhead before and yeah, all that shit. And at that point, does it cut to him, her, and his buddy? Like when she's saying, I hate him, but I hate myself because I'm doing the exact same thing. I think it goes back to him in the chair and then it goes to that. I think you're right. It kind of. It goes like there's like a few minutes and then it goes to that. And then you see them doing their podcast and then you hear hear them talk about how he's cheating on her and how they're going to the arts thing. So, yeah, it's like one of those like. No, I think it cut to her and. She's talking to him, but you don't see him yet. Okay, yeah. Like, she's saying all that shit. Well, yeah, but it was like a few minutes after the whole 
other flashback. Right. Yeah. But then the next flashback is him in the studio after they wrapped mm-hmm. up saying, yeah, I'm going to take your girlfriend. And That's where it went that. back to back. That's where you finally realized that there was. Yeah, this guy is actually a shithead because he's talking about all the roadhead he gets. And, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, you're a moron for cheating on somebody that hot. Yeah, exactly. And he's talking about the fangirls. Like, yeah, they're not real hot. They have, they're have a little thick, some of them, but they're really kinky. They're sexual back. or something like that. Basically saying they're kinky in the back. Yeah. And, and then the next flashback is him. Or it's not a flashback. They cut back to real time. Mm-hmm. And he's calling both of them. Or he hears, she's calling him, and he hears the phone, and that's how he finds it in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she called him, like, twice. Well, wait, because before that, they were having dinner, and that's when he finds out that the guy isn't handicapped because he steps, stands out of the wheelchair. Yeah, that's and right. And he's like, well, I slaps can't eat. I can't use screaming. my arms, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes to him sleeping, <coughs> and then their phone going off, and his arm's working again, so the morphine must have wore off, Yeah, which is where the guy probably messed up. Like, oh, shoot, he can move his arms. Now he can get to his phone. And that's when he started calling his girlfriend. She didn't answer, leaves a voicemail, calls her again, and then he calls his buddy. He calls his buddy, and the buddy sees that he's calling and doesn't answer it. Yeah, which, which is, is a fucked. dick move. Uh, well, given the situation he was in, you can understand why he didn't answer it, I guess. Well, exactly. Like, what the fuck? But, yeah, it's fucked up. Um, And, yeah, so he gets knocked out. By, While he's on the voicemail, yes. So you got so when they're reading the voicemail, he's like, "Listen, like you know, they heard the stuff in the background." Mm-hmm. So and that's when, <coughs> I mean, after the amputation, the other major surgery started happening. Yeah, um, like right after that, that's when they they, the next cut is them him. You see all like the surgery utensils and the blood. And then it goes that you you see him has a walrus, and yep. it's too late at this point for saving because that's and that was the question I wanted to ask because when he first wakes up from the spider bite, and Michael Parks is in the corner like polishing what is going to be the tusk, is that his leg bone? Do you think it could be because. When Gila Point, they're talking about everybody's missing legs and there were holes in the... Because they found a piece of the leg bone in his mouth. Yeah, that could be. So I think that was... He he was using the leg bones as the tusks. Yeah, that would make sense. That that just crossed my mind when we were watching it. Because who just has those just hanging out? And... Yeah, I didn't think about it like that, that, but... Yeah. That's what I thought. And then... How did they... Was it Johnny Depp's character, the character that got a hold of them to meet up, or... No. Initially, when they wake up and they get their voicemails, they start freaking out, and they go up to Canada, mm-hmm. and they're talking to Ralph Garman, who's playing a cop. Well, they went to the bars. They went everywhere. They went everywhere, and then they went to the police station. Yes. And Ralph Garman was saying all this shit. And he's like, well, you know, there was a guy from Winnipeg who was looking for a serial killer and he left his number. So he gave them Gila point Johnny Depp's number. Yeah. And they called him and met up at that cafe or whatever the fuck. 
Okay. Which, after listening to that bit about Kevin Smith, I want to kind of go back and look at that scene to see if his nose actually looks like a dick. Because I didn't pick up on it watching Yeah, it. I didn't either. And that's where I was like, yeah, I, mean, I wish it, I would have saw this before. It was clearly a prosthetic nose. Mm. But I didn't realize he was Going actively trying to make it look like a dick. So I'd like to take another look at that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the introduction of Guy Lapointe. Which, if I remember correctly, they, Kevin Smith and Scott Moser have always been like obsessed with Canadian shit. Yes, like Kevin Smith loves the grassy, and they they used to do podcasts where they would just read the RCMP Twitter feed. Okay, which is like they're kind of FBI, and they just post about crimes that are happening, and the crimes that happen in Canada are so ridiculous. But I'm pretty sure they did a episode on some guy it might have been like the great like maple syrup heist or something but there was a guy named Guy Lapointe and so he just loved that name and that's why he called Johnny Depp's character Guy Lapointe <laughs> I guess and again every one of Johnny Depp's characters I don't even realize it's him yeah I mean like you know he's always Filled with makeup. That's like what he said. Like Johnny Depp called him. He's like, you, you, "Can you pay for my makeup artist?" Blah, blah, <laughs> yep. blah. That's like, all. He, that's all he wanted was a makeup artist. Did he not take money for the role? Then uh, he probably took the SAG minimum or whatever. Yeah. Like, but he's probably doing like, oh, friends, you know, like. Well, he even said like, and Kevin Smith was talking about the interaction they had. It's like. This is so weird and interesting. Nobody asked me to do this stuff anymore. Like, at that yeah. point, what was this, 14? Mm-hmm. He was at the, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean and all that shit. So he's doing major blockbusters. He doesn't, and when he started off, he's Edward Scissorhands. He's doing yeah. these weird-ass characters. That seems what he likes. I mean. I mean, everything Tim Burton. And he, he worked with Tim Burton quite a bit, so. Yeah, there he's done a lot of weird shit. <coughs> but yeah, I mean, the two girls the, are the main characters in this next movie, Yoga Hosers. Mm-hmm. Which is a spinoff or something of this? It's, I mean, it's attached to it. He, the idea was he was going to do a, what he called the Up North Horror Trilogy, which was going to be Tusk, Yoga Hosers. And then he was going to do a movie called Moose Jaws. I remember which, that, yeah. All of which were going to have those characters kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. But uh, he got busy back doing the View Askew shit. So Moose Jaws is kind of on the back burner at this point. But Johnny Depp is in Yoga Hosers, I believe. Yeah, I can't, don't know. I, the two girls are in it for sure. <laughs> I mean, the yoga hosers follows them, but it all takes place up in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I, I liked how they... 
like there's some questions on how they found him because um, obviously that notepad had to been used since they. You would think, yeah. Um, but again, it's a movie, so you can't read too far into it. Um, but them finding them and then it was too late. Like you know, those are good movies because it's not like a happy ending. It's literally like they end the shot with him having a shotgun to his face and then a year later they're going to like a park and he's in a cage now in my head when the shotgun was to his face was he telling him to shoot him because he was like jumping up and down or i I mean if it were me or was he telling him not to do it i mean i'd want to be shot if it were me i'd be put me out of my fucking misery yeah or can you fix me well, he's got no I mean, arms or legs anymore. and I mean, they make metal ones. But, I mean, you're probably so emotionally and psychologically traumatized at that point, too. Yeah, just shoot me. Yeah. But, I mean. But that was a weird thing. Like, it, it started with what you assume is Michael Park is making him into a walrus because the story he told about fi- being saved by a walrus and you eventually find out that that dude had some pretty horrific shit happen to him as a child and fucked him up. Yeah, and then he had to eat the, his friend, well, the walrus. Yeah, that's what you find out late. Like, you think he's just trying to recreate his buddy, and he's, like, making him swim. And the first time he tries to make him yeah, swim, you, you find out there's, he's done this multiple times. Yeah. Which is why Gila Point comes in, because... Because originally he did it to a hockey player. Well, yeah, that... There was that flashback, too, where Guy Lapointe actually met him and didn't realize it at the time, and that's why he's kind of after him now. But, yeah, so apparently, like, Justin Long's character was able to start swimming, mm-hmm. and Wallace, I think was his Wallace, Wallace the Walrus. But then, like, he, he wants to fight him to the death. Like, yeah. Michael Parks puts on his own walrus suit, and he's like, I killed you on the island. Now I'm giving you the opportunity to do the same. And yeah. they're, like, fighting as walruses. is fucking bizarre. But then he ended up taking him out by stabbing him multiple times with his Oh, um, yeah, he stabbed him bones, in the foot. And then just kind of impaled him with his tusks. Mm-hmm. And that's when his buddy and girlfriend come in on him and see him like that and they're fucked yeah understandably so yeah i don't know i the one aspect of this movie and i'm just going back to it is i don't like the cheating aspect of it yeah i I don't think it was absolutely necessary i i just don't like it it wasn't necessary and it kind of I mean, more of her aspect of her cheating on him with his friend. That's bullshit. Maybe more to the aspect of, like, just leaving as, like, oh, he cheats out with her on the road, blah, 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 blah. I could see that. But, like, for both of them to be cheating, I'm, yeah, it's just, yeah, it did not yeah, need to be there. Yeah, I agree. I, 
<clears throat> wasn't essential to the storyline at all. Exactly. Like, you could have had the shot of... Unless that was the, the reason he didn't bring his girlfriend to Canada was because he wanted to get some side pussy or something like that. You can make that argument, I guess. That's what I'm just saying. Like, I agree with him being the cheater, and he ended up getting the wrong end of the deal because... Because he was an he asshole. Was an asshole. And he was so a cheater, and he got what he he got what he wanted. That makes sense. Yeah, but then you yeah. got to look at it in the aspect that she's cheating too, so she lived a happy life. Goodbye. Yeah, well, like, she didn't get punished. But you can make the argument that she was cheating be- because he was. Yeah, but not with not your with friend. Not, yeah, that that makes it a that's a different level, I suppose. Yeah, like at that point you. Yeah, you not only did you lose but yeah, your girl, I, you lost your best friend. Too. I like I like what you're saying, and with the idea that this guy's kind of a scumbag asshole, so being turned into a walrus is almost justified. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I see what you're saying. And I saw that, and then I see that she's cheating. I'm like, well, fuck, I might my, my fucking I, yeah. The I don't know who I'm rooting for anymore. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like she needs on her way way home get hit by a moose and die. <laughs> I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about that. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, overall, I mean, you're not going to find another movie like this. No. I mean, Stockman kind of brought up Human Centipede, but that's not even really quite the same. No, Human Centipede is darker... That's just more. I don't even know. That's more shock value. I don't think this was necessarily just shock. It's more unnerving than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. It's called. It's classified as a horror movie, but I. I mean, it's body horror, but it's not all that scary. Yeah. Except when. That dinner and um, Justin Long is like screaming help and shit. Michael Parks is like mocking him. Yeah. And then starts just like making. Rah, 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 rah. That was fucked up. Yeah. That was, uh, my, Michael Parks was pretty good and he died a couple years ago. I was going to say, but... I thought he just died, but yeah. Yeah. At the height of COVID, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. But it, I thought the walrus suit looked as. Well as it could be for a $2.7 million film. Yeah, I mean, it was completely prosthetic. I don't think there was any CGI in this movie at all, really, outside of maybe the blood and shit. It was all practical. Yeah. Maybe it was a $3 million movie because maybe originally it was two point seven, but they added Johnny Depp's makeup artist. might have cost him a little bit more. Could have. <laughs> well, I mean... <coughs> That that could be it because he said the budget was two point seven, but then they had to push back filming for Johnny, and it was going to be two hundred grand to rent out the studio in L.A. And Kevin Smith said he'd cover that himself. Yeah. So maybe it's like two point nine three million. Yeah, which I that don't would, think he had track. to because. I mean, he'd cover it, but if once it, once co- Johnny Depp came on, the studio probably came in and said, "All right, we'll we'll, we'll get it." So then after they do that, then what, A24 comes in with a bid and said, we're going to buy the, buy this from you and put, a, our, what, put our stamp on it? What that does is A24 probably bought the distribution rights to it. Okay. So they had no aspect of making it. 
it was their money that put it out into the world. Okay. Like all the Blu-rays, DVDs, yeah, putting and it in theaters. Get X amount. Yeah, they get a percentage of whatever <laughs> comes back off of that. But I don't think they put any money in up front. Yeah, that makes sense. But it feels like an A24 movie also. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't know. But again, like, this is not your prototypical Kevin Smith film. I mean, after Red State, people probably realize they don't know what the fuck they're getting. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed it. It's not a movie you can watch all the fucking time. No, I saw it the one time, and I thought it was good, and I just never went back to it. I mean, again, it's hard to find streaming. or. Yeah, we had to buy it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. No, and I don't think it's even on DVD or Blu-ray or anything. It's I don't think it's as <clears throat> reclusive to find as, like, Red State is, but it's not easy. Let me look on Just Watch. Maybe it is streaming. I don't know. Maybe on Shutter or something. Stream on Fudu or Fubo or whatever. Fubo? Showtime, Canopy, DirecTV. But yeah, you can buy it on Vudu for twelve ninety nine. Rent anywhere, but. Well, we bought it when it was on sale. We got a three pack, didn't we, or a two pack? It was one of those uh, three for 15 bundles. You pick whatever three movies you want. Yeah. That's how we got it. But I mean, I, I liked it. Yeah. Um. So it, it, I don't think we should rate it against like his. Con- I mean, let's just compare it to like Red State. Like, what how, did I give it to? What did I give Red State? I don't have them written down. But I mean, I would give this a seven five. Yeah, I'd be right around there. But that being said, I did like Red State more. Yeah. So whatever I gave Red State, I mean, if I gave Red State an eight, I'd give this a seven point five. Yeah, half a point lower than yeah. Whatever so, I gave. I mean, Red I State. think a seven seven point five is definitely reasonable. For uh, this. Yeah, I and I, I agree. think I gave Red State either a seven point five or an eight. I can't remember. Yeah, I was. So I, it's gonna be somewhere right around there. I think, you know, I'll just let you know. Yoga Hoser is gonna be a little bit lower. It'll be than lower that. for sure. Um. But definitely ready to talk about his next upcoming adventure here. So let's see if we need, do we need to say anything. There else was about- something else I wanted to say. Uh, in terms, this movie was funnier than Red State was. Yes, but Red State was Red State was serious. straight. Yeah, it, I mean it was completely straight. But Dark. there, there are some funny moments in this movie. Yeah, there was like. Justin Long. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, he's just funny as shit, yeah. regardless. But yeah, uh, I recommend. I think we like. I mean, we had a forty-six percent tomato meter, thirty-six audience. I think, like, yeah, definitely needs to be. I high. just, I think people were. 
I don't. I think they were expecting something else. Mm-hmm. Like knowing it's a Kevin Smith film, and they just went in with the wrong expectations for it. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, it's it's a good flick. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, the reason we decided to jump back into the Kevin Smith series is because his trailer for Clerks 3 just recently dropped. And let's just say I, I'm i excited for this film. I mean, I'm also sad for this film because I know this is the last of the Clerks. Um, well, I mean, it's hard to be sad for it because... It's a good ending for the Clerks. It, uh, it By what like I see it. in the trailer, like... It's a good, it's a good, a good buy. And the movie is so meta in the sense that Randall is having a heart attack, mm-hmm. which Kevin Smith had, yeah, which made him decide to make Jane and Bob reboot because he couldn't have died without doing that. Randall is going to make a movie about, uh, essentially he's making Clerks. Yeah. It's just, I mean... Just like Reboot they, was super meta, this is super I meta. love that they're bringing it all back to the convenience store. Well, and that's where it all started, and that's where it's all going to end. And, I mean, this was where Kevin Smith did $28,000 between credit cards and selling his comic books and yeah. everything he did just to make his career, make his life. And guess what? This was him. This is what he started with, and it's yeah. a, this is a passion project. Like, like I said, it's it's a super meta movie. Yeah, and so I'm super excited. I'm hoping we can get one of those dates planned for the September time. 16th or 18th, I think. Yeah, yeah. like when do those go on sale? Uh, I don't think they're on sale yet. But, but we got to get an alert for that. <clears throat> Fathom, yeah. Because we're going no matter what. But you got, I mean, pretty much returning characters. You got Jane, Silent Bob, of course. You got Randall and Dante. Becky is back from Clerks 2. Uh, Elias, which time has not been well to that guy. He looks pretty fucking big. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed in the trailer, but Mark Bernardin was in there. The fat man beyond co-host, the chubby black guy. He was in there for a scene. One of the emo guys that's like shooting the film, that's his daughter's boyfriend. Okay. I'm sure she'll pop up on it. Is his mom going to be there again? I would have. She's not in very good health and living in Florida, so maybe. I don't know. No. Um, ben Affleck is in the trailer. Yeah. Um, who else? I would imagine Mosier will be back for this one as a producer or just pop in. Yeah. Um, I don't be, uh, it'd be cool if they could get everybody back like Dave Klein, who was a cinematographer, but he's doing like Mandalorian and shit now. So yeah. I don't know if he'd be able to pull him away. 
But again, like for to pull them away for a week or less, like that sometimes, like this is a passion. Again, it's a passion yeah, project. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, this is where life all started. Like we have to recreate our lives. Like, and that, that's essentially the thing. This movie is essentially a fictional story of him making his first movie, which is yeah. just that clever as fuck. I think. Mm-hmm. And you know when they're in the trailer, they're shooting the black and white scene where <coughs> they're going to kill Dante, and Dante's like, what if there's a sequel? Mm-hmm. That was going to be the original ending of Clerks, was Dante was going to get killed in a robbery. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but they just, I don't know what made them change it, but that was the original <laughs> ending in the script. Oh, shit. So, I mean, the whole thing is just fucking, I mean. It's a passion project. Mm-hmm. It's bringing it back to where it all began, and that's Kevin Smith. Like, I'm getting the chills just saying that. Just I know it's it's fucking it's, it's awesome. crazy to think about, yeah. And all these Gen Z motherfucks don't know who Kevin Smith is. What the fuck? Yeah, they need to be educated. But yeah, I'm. There's no act official release date. Like we said, they're doing those two Fathom events. Which I. We'll pay whatever for that. If it's twenty bucks a tick, then it's yeah. It's, but I'm curious because that's middle of September. They said the movie's coming out in fall, but they didn't say how it was going to be released. Yeah, and it's a Lionsgate production, so I would imagine. I don't think he'll be touring it like he did reboot. I think it'll be I released think, in theaters. I think touring was hard doing that with him, like with having a family and doing things like. Oh, absolutely. He loves doing it, but I think, like, <clears throat> doing a movie like that's hard. Yeah, and it would be different doing this one because Reboot was, that was Jason Muse's movie, essentially. Yeah. And so he could tour it with him. Well, you can't, I mean, can this is more of an ensemble. The, what's going on in certain states still is the COVID laws. I mean, there's, so, I don't you got California where you have to all be back just to go to certain shows now. We're back when he did the shows before. That wasn't a thing. That's why I think it's just going to be a mass release. Yeah. It'll be just in theaters just like any regular movie would be. Mm-hmm. Where there's not as many. Yeah, there's so many different rules and stuff in each state still. that. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. So, I mean, if I had to guess, they'll do like the fathom events on the 15th and 17th whatever it is 16th 18th mm-hmm. and then the week after it'll get a national release yeah because the reason they're this fathom release you're going to get a video of kind of behind the scenes of making the movie it'll be like a dvd special feature or something yeah that'll play before or after so i don't know it'll be i'm <clears throat> wanting to watch that i'd like to go to that feature then just a random release so. absolutely that's one of the things i don't like about buying movies on voodoo as opposed to getting a hard copies you don't get all the special features yeah there's certain ones that you some buy. of them you do yeah mm-hmm. but like that was the beauty of buying a movie that kevin smith did it's got fucking four and a half hours of fucking behind the scenes special features bloopers all that shit and I've always liked that, but you don't get that with a lot of the voodoo purchases you do. Well, you got to 
buy the ones that say special features on it. So well, I mean, a lot of them don't. Well, you got to look. Well, plus, we don't have much more room. We have no more room. We got half a shelf left. We go through the fucking wall into the bathtub, I guess. Who needs a shower? Fuck it. Do a stand-up shower. (laughs) Goddamn. Well, yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith is the man. The man, the myth. And the legend. Um. So, yeah, we're going to be holding off on the next... There's two. We got Yoga Hosers and Reboot. Did we, have we, did we, did we do I don't think we did a full reboot. Okay, we just talked about it after seeing it in theaters then, or? We didn't see it in theaters. Because it wasn't in theaters. Oh, yeah. He toured it. I think the only time we talked about it was on the year in review. Mm. So, we'll do a full episode on it. But we'll probably hold. Let's see. If we assume it's going to come out in. They were going to 15th, 16th, or whatever. So that's two and a half months. Not even. Two months, one week. Not even. Let's just call it two months. Um, Then, yeah, I mean, we can do a couple more Fast and Furious. We can do a couple more ones with our horror buddy and then our um, one girl. Well, we'll, we'll track it out so that we'll be able to do... Clerks 3 when it comes out We'll be able to go watch it And then come back and podcast it And we'll be up to date At that point Yeah So yeah um, Again Five Fast Five will be next Yeah We gotta call our horror guy tomorrow Cause he wanted to do one next week Yeah and then we're doing the one And we got Jack Ryan tomorrow. Yes. So hell yeah, man. I again I Tusk is a f- underviewed flick that should be seen. Yeah. Definitely. No Everybody should check that shit out for sure. Well fucking A. I gotta piss. Alright. Still loving it? Yeah, still loving it, you fucking <laughs> bitch. Alright, well we will be back soon. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more Booze Booze and and bullshit. Bullshit.